What is up? You have found I Like the Blazers. I am your host, Brandon Goldner, and I am weirded out to share that the Blazers have signed Carmelo Anthony. We don't have a guest, but we had to do it. We had to do the emergency Carmelo Anthony podcast because the Portland Trail Blazers have signed Carmelo Anthony. That's it. I mean, I could just end right there. Uh, the Blazers, that's a thing that they did. They did that. They did it today. The news breaking from Adrian Warzanowski saying that a source told him that the Blazers have signed Mello. We know that Neil Olshay is close with Adrian Warzanowski, so let's assume that the source is Olshay, which is fine. Uh, Warzanowski later tweeted that Olshay and Carmelo Anthony's agent had been staying in contact since the preseason and that, quote, conversations picked up over the last two days um, and that Olshay and Coach Stotts talked directly with Carmelo Anthony before reaching an agreement today on Thursday, November 14. So let's start with, I'm going to go around the NBA Twitter sphere, so to speak, to talk about this. And, and that is as good a place as any to start which my first question was who in the organization knew that this was happening? Who allowed this to happen? Who did it? Who did this? And it sounds like Neil Olshay, obviously the president of basketball operations. It's going to be him. Sounds like Terry Stotts. That's good. I mean, you want trust between your GM and your coach. You want your coach to know who's coming in, what the fit might be. The thing I was most concerned, worried, curious about was Damian Lillard, which is why I do appreciate that Chris Haynes from Yahoo Sports, who often has uh, the player-sourced breaking news and is close to Damian Lillard and with other Blazers on the team, but Chris Haynes saying that Damian Lillard was notified on the potential of adding Mello last night, and Dame made it clear that he's always been supportive of bringing him in. So, Olshay obviously liked him. Stotts was in on it. Dame was in on it. If Dame's cool with it, okay, fine. So, the first question about who in the Blazers knew about this, is this something that's being sprung on the coach on the team? No, everyone was in lockstep. Everyone knew it was happening. And I just have to say that's good. I think that's good organizational practice. As much as I may not agree with this signing, which I don't, and I'll get to it in a second, I appreciate that that is how Olshay operates. He kept everyone looped in. I, I I want to give Olshay credit for that and saying that that organizational consistency, that structure, letting everyone in on the discussion and particularly with your best player, making sure that he signs off on something like this I think is super important and I'm glad that that happened. So we can, we can say hooray for that and set that aside. Now let's talk a little bit about what this contract is going to look like. Carmelo Anthony is going to be on a non guaranteed contract and per Bobby Marks, who is a salary cap wizard with ESPN um, also worked in the NBA uh, around different places, but you should be, if you know, if you, if you follow the NBA closely enough, you've heard Bobby Marks, name before Bobby Marks reporting that the cost to the Blazers will be about $14,000 per day. The cap hit will be based off if Carmelo Anthony makes it past the January seven cut date. So it'll affect the Blazers salary cap if he makes it beyond January. So that means they kind of have a 
trial period with basically no repercussions other than a hit to Jody Allen's wallet until early January so they can see whether or not this is going to work. The Blazers about to embark on a six-game road trip. That first game coming Monday against the Houston Rockets, remember the 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 old team of Carmelo Anthony where he had 10 games uh, unceremoniously bounced after that last year, but 15,000 bucks per day non-guaranteed Blazers could cut him at any time. By the way, it'd be amazing if any of us could make $15,000 per day. But look, I mean, I'm not, I don't really mean that professional sports brings in a lot of money. The players deserve even more money. They're the ones making it. So I, I really didn't mean to make that joke, but anyway, so non-guaranteed contract. So no real book implications. This isn't going to affect the Blazers ability to make trades or sign people. It's just, it's not enough money and, and they can get out from under this quickly if they need to. So there you go. Uh, so now let's go to why is this happening right now? Why in 2019, almost 2020 are the Blazers signing Carmelo Anthony? Well, they don't have anybody else to play power forward right now. Nasir little looked Pretty, pretty good yesterday against the Raptors. But the only reason why he looks so good is someone who is in his third NBA game ever. And he played really good defense on Pascal Siakam. But he looks so good because the Blazers are so bad and so thin at the three and the four. They need a warm body. Carmelo Anthony, unless he has hypothermia, is a warm body. Uh, that's undeniable. So I guess unless you wanted to see more Mario Hazonia and more Anthony Tolliver... I guess this is better than nothing, question mark. I, I so, but okay. And Carmelo Anthony is a name that we've heard of. I know who that is. He used to be good. He used to be a superstar. People used to compare him and LeBron James in the same breath for, you know, a couple of years. So we know who he is. Okay, but we're not getting 2005 or even 2010 or even 2015 Carmelo Anthony. This is 2019 going on 2020 Carmelo Anthony. That's who the Blazers are getting. So let's talk about who that player is. And I don't want to get this twisted. Um, and by the way, let me thread in another tweet here from uh, Rob Perez at Worldwide Wob. Uh, Melo getting signed the biggest W in Instagram empty gym mixtape history. Yeah. Carmelo Anthony and his hoodie going against those traffic cones got him another contract. Good for him. Uh, let's talk about who Carmelo Anthony, the player is today. Okay. This is the reality. He's not very good at basketball anymore. He's not very good at basketball anymore. He would beat me. He would beat you. He's good compared to 99.9% of humans on earth, but compared to other NBA players, Carmelo Anthony is not very good at basketball anymore. And I don't understand why people think that he is. I don't understand why people think, well, you know, maybe if he gets his mind right and he'll come back focused and better, that doesn't seem likely to me. What's happening in LA with the Lakers, with Dwight Howard, that is, doesn't usually happen with Dwight Howard accepting his role, playing within himself, contributing meaningful minutes at a position of need. That's not usually how these things end. If someone has proven again and again that they're a malcontent and they can't handle a diminished role, usually it's the players who, as they're aging, they begin accepting that their role is changing and they adapt to it. The Vince Carters, if you will. It's not usually someone who is recalcitrant, one of my favorite words, and stubborn, suddenly seeing the light. And uh, so 
I'm not hopeful that's going to happen here. The other difference between Carmelo Anthony and Dwight Howard, uh, Dwight Howard uh, is not 35 years old. Carmelo Anthony is. The other thing is that Dwight Howard is a large human being who can get rebounds and some blocks and dump it in. Carmelo Anthony is a undersized power forward or an oversized slow small forward whose bread and butter, whose MO, whose ticket to fame, whose skill, whose reason for being famous is being a good shooter who is no longer good at shooting. Let's look at this. The last couple of years has shot 40% from the field. And this is a career 45% shooter, which is not in and of itself the most efficient shooting on earth. But in his 78 games with the Thunder and his 10 games with the Rockets, shooting 40%, shooting about 34% from deep. That's at his career average. That is, I guess, I don't know how useful that is, really. If he can't move on defense, if he can't do anything else, for as much as we may be lamenting Mario Hazonia and his play this year, guess what he's shooting from deep? 32%. Not all that much worse, and we're saying how awful he looks. Carmelo Anthony probably is not going to look all that much better, but here's the stat. This is the one. This is the stat that really got me. Let's look at a little thing called assist percentage. And if you go to basketball reference, which is a bastion of stats and it's easy to sort and blah, 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 assist percentage. What do I mean when I say that? That is an estimate of the percentage of, pardon me, an estimate of the percentage of teammate field goals that a player assisted while he was on the floor. So while Carmelo Anthony is on the floor, this is the percentage that he assisted to somebody else for his career. He's about 15% in his prime that got closer to 20. So that means that 20% of the shots are being assisted by Mello when he is on the floor. When he was with the Thunder, remember he played virtually a whole season two years ago, his assist percentage was 6.5%. When Carmelo Anthony played with the Rockets, his assist percentage was 2.6%. That is lower than any other player who played as many minutes as him. The next worst was Gary Clark at 3.8%. Hassan Whiteside, who is a notoriously reluctant passer, and that's putting it very politely, was at 5.6%. Mello was at 2.6%. The dude doesn't pass. The dude can't shoot, and the dude doesn't pass. And the dude can't play defense, and he can't move. So what is he doing? Why are you signing this guy? What is he going to do? How is this going to be helpful? I want to know. I put it on Twitter, at GoldnerPDX. I asked people, how is this useful? In what universe do you think that Carmelo Anthony is going to look better now in 2019-2020 for the Portland Trailblazers than he did last year in 2018-2019 for the Houston Rockets? Arguably a better team. How is he going to look better now a year older? How is this going to work? I don't know. I, and I get low risk, moderate reward. It, this is almost like low risk, low reward. I am not convinced that 
even with as few players as the Blazers have to turn to, that Carmelo Anthony, for example, is better than just letting Nasir Little play 35 minutes a game. The guy was at least shooting threes and hit a handful of them. And by the way, played very decent, passable, maybe even good defense on one of the NBA's premier wings in Pascal Siakam. Did Was I the only one that saw that? Carmelo Anthony's not going to do that. And if Nasir Little can come out and hit a third of his threes, guess what? That's where Carmelo Anthony is at on his best day. And Nasir Little's energy and his defense and his willing his willingness to move around is going to be way more useful than Melo. I would rather just play Nasir Little 40 minutes a game. Just play him 40 minutes a game. I think it's a better use of the minutes. So I am not a fan of this signing at all. I don't think this is a good move. I think there is the potential for the Blazers to become a laughing stock beyond what they already are at four and eight. I think that this could potentially mess up the team chemistry, maybe a little bit. I think that this could block some development minutes for Nasir Little, whose energy and again, ability to move around is arguably way more useful in a playoff series that the Blazers get there than Carmelo Anthony hoping and praying that he magically has a renaissance and goes back to shooting about as good as he ever did. I, I just, so I don't see how this helps. Maybe the argument is they need something, anything. Maybe the argument is the Blazers have literally nobody else and no other minutes to turn to. Maybe that's the argument. And I understand that I do. I also, again, I would literally rather just give the minutes to Nasir Little. Give them to Hazonia as poorly as he's been shooting. He at least, again, moves on defense. Anthony Tolliver, he he looks... Um, man, Anthony Tolliver's a good dude. He looks, he looks washed. Um, but I, I just... I... I, I am not a fan of this. So um, I put out to Twitter if anyone had any questions about this uh, because I knew I needed to do a, a needed is a strong word. I would like I wanted to do a Carmelo Anthony emergency podcast. And by the way, with all this, I'm saying some very declarative statements about my opinion. First of all, this is my opinion. I am wrong about a lot of stuff. I could be wrong here. Second of all, I really hope that I'm wrong. I would love to be wrong. This would be awesome to be wrong. I hope Carmelo Anthony comes out and plays reasonably well and hits a couple big shots and knows his role and stays in his lane. And that would be just awesome. So I would like to be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm not omniscient. I'm not the most knowledgeable person on earth. Okay. Seriously, I'm not. So I hope I am wrong. It's just my opinion at any rate. So, uh, with all of that, uh, we had a question from Taylor Harrison at the Tower 51 to my response for questions. Is painful screaming a question? Yeah, could be. It could be. It could be. <laughs> like if you do that, that kind of that thing where you go up at the end, like it could be a painfully screamed question. So thank you for that. Uh, I think that's fair. Uh, another question from Carmelo Sonic Podcast at Mora Sonic Pod. What does this mean for my giant young son, Nasir Little? 
exactly what does it mean i don't know that's what i'm saying i don't think this is gonna be good for him oh man i so uh i think it means that that he nasir little gets slightly fewer minutes that's my guess i'm not saying that he is gonna get no minutes after this i just as i said before i think this could affect nasir little's minutes and i i don't think that that's good uh, I don't think that that's a good thing. Um, from Frown Driver Briggs at Butt Fumbler with two R's, uh, wonderful name on both counts. Who is Mello? I don't know. I don't know who he is anymore. Um, yeah, exactly. From uh, another question from Support Amy McGrath onward at PNW Heathen asks, is that a career average or just last season with the Rockets? I'm trying to be hopeful here. That's what I'm talking about. The assist rate. That's just last year with, with the Rockets. And let me just, um, put that in there. Uh, I'm trying to reply to people on Twitter in real time, which is probably not the the smartest idea, but, uh, yeah, that 2.6% assist rate. It's just last year. Like I said earlier, 15% is his career average. It'd be great if he passed closer to his career averages. I'm just saying it was only 6% with the thunder and that was an entire year. So I, I I don't know. All of this is just, Oh boy. Uh, question from city emoji, red O emoji at Andrew Deo. Um, does this scare you that the injury to Zach is worse than originally thought? I don't think it's any worse than we originally thought. I think it's definitely on the serious end of potential outcomes. Cause I remember I shared some other people shared a article from, uh, uh, in street clothes, which follows NBA injuries and stuff. And they had a timeline of, I think it was when Kevin shoulder had a Kevin shoulder, Kevin shoulder, um, had a separated love when Kevin love had a separated shoulder. Um, and they went through all the different NBA players who had had separated shoulders and how long it took them to come back and people who had surgery, people who didn't. And we knew that what Zach is facing in many months and surgery, that that was a potential outcome. So um, I will say it doesn't scare me. It, it, it's, it is a shame that he ended up falling very much on the long end of those potential outcomes. That is definitely a bummer. Um, just an, a comment here from look at this nerd at apocalypse plocks. Carmelo better bring his a game uh, because anything less won't be enough. Actually, I'm afraid his a game still won't be enough. Yeah. Let's repeat that. Uh, you're saying you're afraid his a game still won't be enough. I'm with you. He's 35. I don't know what his a game is. His a game is like probably a D plus game now for him. Uh, he was never an efficient scorer, never a willing passer, never a willing defender. And his athleticism has gotten worse over time. So that's not good. I don't see why anyone thinks that that's good. Um, yeah, I, it's possible. It's possible that, you know, again, can Carmelo Anthony have a Dwight Howard revelation an epiphany and just accept his role? And I, the thing is that the role that he's being asked to play requires more skill and athleticism than a big like Howard. That's the problem. So all of this is scary to me from Jared H at nervous Orca. Is this the end of Hazonia? Um, I don't know if it's the end of Hazonia, but it's the end of Hazonia getting as many minutes as he's gotten, at least for a little bit. Same thing for Nas Little. Well, actually, let's think about this. If if Carmelo Anthony, let's say, 
let's say you're playing him 20 minutes a game. And I'm going to look back here when he was in Houston, he was uh, playing more than that. He's playing 30 minutes a game in Houston and 32 minutes in OKC. So let's just say you only play him 20. You're probably taking, you know, at least 10 or, or, you know, 10 or something from Hazonia, 10 or something from little, or, you know, eight, eight and, you know, four from Hazonia, little Tolliver. Some of these minutes are going down. I, I'm most concerned about Nasir little second, most concerned about Mario Hazonia, but at least concerned about Anthony Tolliver, who again is just, I, 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 I like Anthony Tolliver, but you know, the best case scenario with Mello playing here is that he gets all of Tolliver's minutes and it doesn't affect Nasir Little and Mario Hazonia. That'd be the best case scenario. So I, I don't actually know. I don't know what Stotts is thinking. His rotations uh, are sometimes a little hard to predict when things happen, when players either leave the lineup or come in, it's hard to tell what, what Stotts is going to do. Um, but uh, you know, I, at any rate, I think the worst case scenario for Hazonia is fewer minutes, but probably not the end for him. Um, another question from JJ Hewitt at JJ underscore Hewitt uh, is mellow still good. Was he ever, can he be our answer at the four? Yeah, he used to be good. He definitely used to be good. He used to be a really good scorer. He used to be one of those people. Um, it, you know, uh, so yes, but that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about mellow again. It's not 2005. It's not 2010. It's not 2015. It's almost 2020. That's what we're talking about. Um, I do not think that he is still good. I don't think that even on his you know best behavior with his best foot being put forward, I don't think that he is good anymore. That's my opinion. But yeah, of course he used to be good. Um, let's see if we have any other questions here. Um, None for now, but I really appreciate for, for everybody who asked a question. Uh, thank you so much. Um, means a lot to me. Uh, you all are the reason why this is fun. And even in these moments, even in the moments when the Blazers signed Mello and I am just freaking out and I, I don't like it. Um, I really do enjoy this team. I enjoy all of you and I appreciate you. So that's probably going to do it for this podcast. 20 minutes of a, of a mellow emergency pod had to do it, had to get out out there. And I hope that something you have to do is please go to at I like the blazers on Twitter or Facebook. You can also email us at I like the blazers at gmail.com. But the thing that would definitely help the most is if you could go to whatever podcatcher you're using, however you get your podcast on your phone, your computer, and give us a five-star review because that helps other people find the show. So that would be very much appreciated. And it doesn't really matter if it's Google Play or using CastBox or Radio Public or Apple Podcasts, whatever you're using, you just take a second. Even right now, the episode's basically over and, and give it a five-star rating. And even a, a kind review would be even better if you want to say a word or two about it um that would be awesome i really appreciate it uh but that's about it for tonight and the emergency carmelo anthony podcast three years in the making thank you all so much this is i like the blazers i am brandon goldner and as always no matter what even with mellow go blazers